Before we get started with this episode, I want to talk about the Texas Woodworking Festival happening on September 4th, 2021. If you're anywhere near Texas, you need to be checking this out. So what is the Texas Woodworking Festival? Well, it can be best described as a mix of a beer festival and a woodworking themed farmer's market. They're bringing together local woodworking organizations, content creators, furniture makers, and tool manufacturers for a day of food, drinks, and all things woodworking. Please visit texaswoodworkingfestival.com. There you'll find information about tickets, additional information about the schedule, and all the exhibitors and vendors. Look forward to seeing you there. Hi, and welcome to the 354th episode of the MWA podcast. I'm Kyle Barton. I'm here with my co-host, Sean Wisniewski. Uh, On this episode, we're visiting with Roger Ivey a professional woodworker, timber framer, fabricator, father of 13 children, and, oh, yeah, he's an anesthesiologist. So wow. you got a lot going on there, Roger. I'm, I'm always busy. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, I know we're going to do a five questions episode with you, but I don't think procrastination is going to be uh, something that you have a lot of time for. Right. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Before we get into talking with Roger, um, let's uh, see what's happening in the woodworking news. So, um, not a lot going on. It's summertime, but I um, thought I'd mention a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Ramon Valdez. I don't know if anyone, any of y'all are following him on YouTube, but you should. Um, he's putting out uh, new videos about once a week, and a lot of good tips and tricks in his videos, uh, a lot of that kind of stuff. So um, I highly suggest uh, checking him out. And, uh, of course, he's been a guest here, and he uh, has his own podcast with a couple other guys, um, Ben Bernanke and um, some other guy, Philip somebody. Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the last couple of episodes he's had a, a shot back, uh, hose holder, which I thought was pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, to hold your shot back on your machines, if you're doing something where you can just put a, uh, vacuum there to suck the dust up and right. he had a pretty unique little solution there and he's had all kinds of stuff. Um, and then of course he does, uh, also do videos on some of the projects he's, he's been doing cause he does a lot of uh, commission work. So I'd check that out. Heck yeah. Yeah. Give it, give him a subs or, you know, thumbs up, subscribe. What do the kids say? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. And subscribe mm-hmm. down below, whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> subscribe and mash that like button. Mash that <laughs> like button. There you go. Ring the bell, <laughs> all that jazz. And, um, another thing that I wanted to, uh, mention is our, our good friends over there at Lost Art Press. We always talk about some of the books and, uh, occasionally products that, uh, Crucible, um, launches, but, um, I think most of y'all know that they have some apparel and, uh, they've recently expanded their apparel line, uh, to, uh, have other things other than apparel. Basically they have some nifty looking mugs. And then of course they came out with a new shirt and they have a new bandana that comes with, I believe it's five pencils. And they're, these are supposed to be the best shop pencils ever. According to Chris, that's what I've heard. So, um, anyway, I will say I've had construction pencils that the lead just yanks out with the, like the second time I put a blade to sharpen them. So if they're good, they're probably good in that way. Yes. That'd be my yes. Uh huh. I have to ask. Yes. A, a pullover work shirt, basically a button down long sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean like a polo style three button top long right. sleeve shirt. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not saying uh, some of this stuff is not um, inexpensive, but no. it is very very well made. Um, they they really um, and I think all of this stuff's made in the USA uh, by you know, and they get great fabric that's very durable. And uh, so it's like it's a pullover work shirt, but it's probably a pullover work shirt you'll wear for 20 years. Yeah, and that'll last and last and last for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Many washings and stuff. And of course, the mug, the mugs look awesome. I love yeah. that kind of like custom fired clay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're sold out currently, as everything is. As soon as Chris says he <laughs> likes it, so. Uh, but I'm sure they'll keep coming. So keep your eye on them. Yeah, and I think you mentioned beer steins are coming, so we'll that see. That would totally fit the brand. Yes, yes. So, so we'll we'll see how that does, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff he has, like the uh, pullover work shirt, it is long sleeve, and you know, he does have a, a chore coat. I believe he came out with. I don't know if they have any of those in stock now, or some some vests, and uh, those are all great. It's just a little too hot where I am to make mm-hmm. use of either of those. Um, the pullover work shirt looks nice. So I might be able to wear that out, but definitely not in the shop. <laughs> yeah, at least not. A little toasty. Yeah. Maybe little, in, maybe in the winter months. Uh, yeah, I just didn't. Well, except for last winter, just don't get that cold here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, hey, but you know, if you are in the uh, in the climate for that, be sure to check that out. But uh, yeah, I just thought I'd mention that because we always talk about their books and their tools. But um, you know, he has some great apparel, and uh, those mugs look very nice. I might have mm-hmm. to pick me up one of those. Yeah. It's possibly on my list as well. So anyway, um, so who's our Patreon shout out this week? Yeah, so as always, we want to give a big thanks to our Patreon Patreon supporters, our patrons. Uh, today, we're we're going to give a, a shout out to our friend and hopefully yours too, David Diard. Um, you know, he's a he's what been a guest, and and I know Kyle, you're you're a mm-hmm. good friend of his, and uh, good to, good to see him around. And if if you like to support us. Uh, the podcast that is uh, go to patreon.com slash MWA podcast and give us a, uh, give us a few shekels and see if you, uh, you would like to help us out as well. Yeah. 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 Big shout out for David. So what's in the shop, Sean? I, not much. Uh, it, we had a graduation party last week and so the mad rush getting that stuff ready. kind of Oh yeah. That was going to be your, um, your COVID uh, party, right? <laughs> No, thankfully, uh, we didn't want to have any. Yeah, anyway, we we were you know it was it was actually safe outside, and I mean not on purpose, but most everything yeah. was spaced out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, it it rained like crazy. It was a downpour in the morning as we were getting things ready, but we had a bunch of tents and chairs under the tents. So by the no, time it, you know by the time it it occurred, you know there was gatherings in the in the garage and under tents and then whatever. But it ended up being uh, like swimsuits being worn, playing volleyball in the rain. Uh, my kid got his two years ago swimming speedo on at one point. I mean, fun was had by all, I'm sure. Um, but after after the kind of two weeks leading up to that, getting everything ready, and 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 this week has kind of been like, whew, so far, just like easing back in. And I now have like I have pallets in my basement that held pictures of like his life, you know, like mm-hmm. from preschool up through high school, those haven't even been gone through yet to, 
to clean up and get out of my shop. They're just leaning on things, uh-huh. uh, you know, just, but it was, it was busy. It was, it was a little hot and then really rainy and it's been rainy ever since. So, uh, I still have, uh, what 30 folding chairs and five, six foot tables from my neighbor that I got to get back to them. That's filling my garage currently. Uh, mm-hmm. good to have a neighbor that has all this stuff, but it's, uh, yeah, it was, a. Not not much else going on. It was definitely Saturday after the party was clean up, you know, getting everything kind of all, all the things that had to be thrown away, thrown away and tidied up. And Sunday, pretty much we we're like, whoo, just yeah. relax, just kind of relax. Well, it's it's great. It's great. Y'all could have that. So that that's fantastic. So yeah. I mean, it I'm was, sure it was, he really enjoyed it. So it, yeah. it was it was cool because we we had some family members that had actually never been to the house and we've been here for 15 years, but like we don't entertain all the time. So it was just a, it was nice to to see, you know, my my aunts, uncles and 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 such that I haven't seen in actually in probably more than more way more than a year. It's been mm-hmm. not just COVID. It's just, you know, we just don't always get the time to see anybody. It was really nice, and he got some got some money for college, and that's always helpful too. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he didn't spend it before college. God, I hope not. <laughs> he's a good kid. He's working two jobs too, so it's not yeah. like he's and and for the for the interest of saving money, not spending. Mm-hmm. He wants to build the build the accounts, not just blow his money on weird stuff. But anyway, that's not inter- interesting. Kyle, how about you? What do you have in your shop? Um, well, let's see. Basically, I'm starting to ship out some orders, so I'm getting that going. Um, and that's basically all I have been doing is uh, working on orders. Um, so like I said, I'm grateful for all the support and, um, and interest in the, uh, in my jigs, you know, my new jig, the, uh, spindle drilling guide, as well as, uh, uh my previous jigs. But, uh, yeah, I've just been working on getting those orders out. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but uh, um, um, my mom's moving into one of those independent living facilities. So oh. if I'm not in the shop, I'm over at her place trying to get her, you know, helping her get her house ready to be put on the market, packing up stuff, all that kind of stuff. So it's, oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's something else. But uh, is she there in, in the Houston area with you? Yeah, yeah. She's about. 40 minutes away. She currently, she moved in, I don't know, probably 20 years ago into one of those 55 and over communities. Okay. And then well, probably about the last couple of years, she's been talking, I just hate the upkeep on the house and da, 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 da. And, you know, I'm 40 minutes away. So if she needs me to do something, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, it takes me 40 minutes to get over there to, uh, to do it. So, and, you know, just, you know, the upkeep and that kind of thing. And so she said, well, let me look at one of these uh, independent facilities. So she, we went and we looked at a whole bunch of them, but uh, um, she picked one actually not too far from where she lives. But um, yeah, it's, it's a really nice place. It looks more like an apartment complex than anything, but um, once you get inside, everything's interconnected and, you know, it has like a... You know, they have all kinds of little activity areas and indoor swimming pool and all these kind of things. So it's nice. kind of interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And with well, the circle of life, uh, one of the other things I'm learning to do in my shop is to sit down. Oh. <laughs> I'm one okay. of those people that's always standing. And then I'll get, you know, you know, after about 
uh, eight hours in the shop all day, I'll come up and go, my feet are killing me. My lower back's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. So uh, I've been making a conscious effort to uh, use the two shop stools I have uh, constantly to, you know, you know, if I don't have to move around for something, let me sit down and uh, and do it. So that's that's actually been hel- helping. But it, you know, yeah, I have to consciously think to sit down. It's kind of weird. Huh. You're just an active guy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, you know, so anyway, but just, uh, you know, and that's one of the things that's the bad thing about my shop is it's all concrete. So, you know, I do have pads down and things of that nature, but uh, you know, those only help to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're walking back and forth to things. Yeah. If, but anyway, so, um, if anyone has any solutions for that, I've looked into who was it that recommended the, um, the horse mats that you could get at tractor supply. I think we mentioned that Kevin. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, I, I've heard yeah. about this probably a few yeah. people. So uh, it's Amita, but anyway, yeah, but Kevin, <laughs> yeah, Kevin's the one that recommended those. So yeah, definitely going to have to um, look into that. Yep. Good old, then, good old uh, tractor supply horse mats. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, that, yeah, you can pick them up fairly inexpensively and they'll cover much bigger area than if you buy those um those uh, rubber tiles and mm-hmm. remember he said that you can also put machines on them too so yeah i i, I yeah. never i i don't have them but i understand they're pretty pretty stout and thick obviously if they're holding horses yeah they, uh, so someday someday <laughs> but with that said uh roger what are you working on in the shop oh i always have <clears throat> At least a half a dozen things going on in the shop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> biggest biggest one right now is um, well, there's a, uh, a tech company that just built a uh, oh, it's like a 16 million dollar building, and they asked me to build their um, it's kind of a counter counter height uh, table for their their break room. Um, the break room is very interesting. It's in the center of this building is a full size basketball court. Wow! Uh, okay. And then off of that is, you know, the the break room. And then so we built a 12 foot long. Uh, it's old growth redwood. I left live edge on one side, and then <clears throat> the side they'll sit at, I you know, is a straight edge. And the sides are a waterfall, and so it's you know 45 degree mm-hmm. angles and then coming straight down it turned out pretty nice the uh, the footrests we did a little bit of forging with a power hammer um for some braces to hold some uh just some round solid round stock that goes from side to side so it kind of acts as you know both support for the table but also for their their feet so pretty 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 impressive piece yeah that sounds very interesting the, uh, a really kind of of a hippie, hip, not hippie, hip kind of place. I mean, when your break room consists of, a, or, a, or the area is a full basketball court, and you know, and they've got somebody making a new thing. So many. I mean, I work for a company whose furniture is probably literally 30 years old. Like, mm. and they're just they ship it in, and it's a cube farm, and who cares? You know, yep. that's pretty cool that they're they're a, you know getting new stuff, for, and and you get the chance to make it. Well, the the attitude or the mm, I don't know I don't know how you describe it, but their work model is you know you give you give your people 
a little bit more freedom and nice things, they're more productive. And I think mm-hmm. a lot, of, I think a lot of America, a lot of uh, businesses have lost sight of that. Um, but if you get the right mix of people, and in that situation, they, you know, they're gonna they're gonna do really well. And that this, you know, this company has built themselves around that, and you know, they're very successful. So that is pretty cool. Yeah, that is much. That is much different than the you know the medical world that i'm immersed in <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's polar opposites you know so uh corporate you know corporate medicine i think could learn a lot from some of these big tech companies yeah yeah i agree yeah i was uh, i worked for a number of healthcare institutions throughout my career so um yeah it's kind of interesting and and mine were all state medical institutions like uh, I worked for MD Anderson Cancer Center for a number of years so okay uh, yeah so it's that's even uh, that's even worse when you mix the state in with the yeah <laughs> with, with yeah. uh the uh the medical center especially one as large as MD Anderson when I left them they were right at 25,000 employees oh wow yeah just yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, you talk about UT system, you know, all the universities and stuff, MD Anderson's, you know, everyone thinks of UT Austin, but actually it's MD Anderson that's the uh, big dog on the street when it comes down to uh, funding and <laughs> <laughs> legislative impact and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. I can definitely understand stand that but speaking of which you have a fascinating background so tell us a little bit about that because you're both in the medical side but then you also run a, a business that does a lot of like custom cabinetry as well as some in- other interesting things i don't i don't do a lot of cabinetry well um, custom do, furniture, I say, yeah. furn- furniture yeah. yes i do yeah. um you know I, I grew up i grew up in northern nevada um we were about Oh, 80 miles from Reno, and I grew up on a, on an alfalfa farm, and so we were 25 miles out of the nearest town. So, you know, growing up, I had a, a whole corner of Nevada just to myself, and I had parents that were, you know, they, they taught me how to work, they expected me to work, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I was given uh, pretty much free reign, and that's kind of where where the uh, I was always stealing wood and plywood from my dad. And it it ended up in the top of trees and you know all sorts of places and so that's kind of where the creative side, the building side, mm-hmm. really spawned from. Um, and then it just it just grew from there because I like when I moved to Southern Utah, bought a home. None of the art was um, you know hadn't been, it was a brand new home, so the yard hadn't been done. And so I'd get bids and I would think to myself, well, shoot, I can I can buy the tools and do this project cheaper than this bid and then i have a tool <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's kind of how i you know that's when i really in earnest started buying tools um you know this is oh almost 20 years ago but i've been at it ever since well well that's fascinating especially coming from your 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 day job which is you know um i mean being an anesthesiologist i imagine i can't imagine the time that that takes and then being able to do that is just—it's remarkable in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, because you you have a company, it's called the East Walker Riverwood Company, correct? Yes. So Matt, where where does that name come from? 
So the East Walker River is yeah. actually the river that I grew up on. It was the one that came right through the middle of our farm. Oh, okay, cool. So that that river starts um, in Bridgeport, California, and oh, then wow. comes over into Nevada, and then goes, oh, just ends up in a, you know, in a in a lake, kind of in the middle of Nevada. So it's a it's a small you know trout stream. So I learned to fish there and. <laughs> you know, nothing but fond memories there. So I started started doing wood, and I needed a needed a name, and well, I'm just gonna call it East Walker River. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that, that, yeah, that's fascinating because it kind of ties in with uh, where you grew up. So that that's great. Yeah, yeah. So so one of the things that that you also do is you make a bunch of um, timber frame pro- projects. Yeah. Not, not only uh, some of the custom. Uh, woodworking, but also uh, a lot of timber frame. So tell us a little bit about that. What kind of projects do you do? Um, you know, where I'm at, um, you know, it's, it's desert and it's hot. And so mm-hmm. the the biggest thing is is probably the shade structures, the pergolas. Um, okay. But I've I've incorporated that into some uh, some pretty extensive you know play structures as well, tree houses with zip lines and you know that kind of thing it's just you know you could put it together with some some plates and some lag screws but why do that when you can actually put some craftsmanship into it so mm-hmm. that's kind of how the the timber framing evolved um yeah and i, I encourage our, our listeners to go over to uh his website it's ewrwoodcoco.com and check some of this stuff out because some of the uh the pergolas are just fascinating, but what's even more fascinating is some of these tree and playhouses that you've done. That is just extensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that that originates again. Yeah. I think I was probably five, and the farmhouse on our on our farm was yeah. surrounded by these just giant cottonwood trees and. You know, the, a few of them, they were so big, they were at the end of their lifespan. And we had one that, oh, it, it broke. Oh, it was probably 15 feet in the air. It just broke in half. Mm-hmm. And the diameter of that, it was probably seven or eight feet in diameter. About that same time, I'd read the book, um, Other Side of the Mountain, which is about a, a boy that his parents let him go into the forest and, and live. And he actually built a... a his you know living structure out of a, mm. a stump like this he burned out the center of it and so you know this cottonwood falls over and i'm like i'm building me a shelter <laughs> <laughs> so my parents they didn't let me burn out the, the center of it but we went to uh went to town and they bought me a hatchet and i i quickly realized that i wasn't getting very far with that hatchet <laughs> but that's where you know the the memories of for building tree houses and these play structures started was there, and so that's still to this day that's where I I'll source some of you know just the, these incredible logs. It's from the old farmers there in the valley. They just kind of set them aside for me, and I'll once a year or twice a year I'll go down there and pick them up and bring them home. Yeah, well, yeah. When I saw that, I was just like, wow, this is I we have a neighbor a couple of streets over. We live right on the water here in um, in Texas, and um, they had built out in their side yard a, I guess it's a 
pirate ship, for lack of a better term, for uh, kids to play on. I always thought that was really cool and really neat. And then I saw the stuff that you made, and I was just like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) That pirate ship doesn't hold a candle to this stuff. (laughs) So the the current house that I'm in, there's a a few pictures on Instagram. Uh, When I moved in, there's a little tiny diving board. And that just was not okay. So I've moved the diving board and we put in, um, you know, some some logs that are oh, right. six, seven feet in diameter and 10 feet tall. Jump platform off of that and then a tree house next to it. And so the kids are kids are in the pool right now as we speak. They, they are run circles from the pool to the jump jump platform and around and around. Uh-huh. So a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of the stuff I do is to create memories um, right you know not not just my kids but all the friends everybody that's around mm-hmm. they all grow up having seen this type of you know the play structures the craftsmanship um they'll stay with them yeah yeah you're exactly right and yeah to build all this using timber framing techniques i mean it's going to last a long long time and uh, yeah. the craftsmanship is just impeccable hello do we lose Sean? somebody there oh there my microphone there. was up can you hear me yeah right? yeah it's like, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, right. what, so what got you into to timber framing? Uh, like, I, I love I, I love it. Actually, I was a traditional framer, you know, nail guns, two by fours, that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, the 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 long lastingness, the, the stout timbers, all that stuff. I absolutely love it. So how did you I mean, that's not your typical treehouse. Like you said, it was you know, the scraps on the yard would make a treehouse. <laughs> yeah. You're landing on these robust buildings. Uh, yeah. What what got you into that? Uh, it was <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> um, I was actually in the uh, in the operating room, you know, doing my doing my real job, not my play job. <laughs> right. Um, and one of the surgeons, uh, we were. I was actually working with one of the orthopedic surgeons, and he just had built a home and had a pool. And I just told him, like, uh, yeah, you need a pergola. <laughs> she says, oh, well, yeah, can you do that? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And I'd, I'd never timber framed anything. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and the, he still doesn't know that. He doesn't know that his pergola was the first pergola that I'd ever done. <laughs> and there, there, were a couple of, uh, <laughs> there were a couple of problems that he was unaware of that we solved. And <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we, we timber framed it. And... It's, it, it was another another excuse to buy some some really cool tools. Oh yeah, for sure. The yeah, the mortise the was it's kind of a funny. The I bought the Makita mortiser and I started using the thing and I'm like, this is painful. How how slow it was, how cumbersome trying to get the thing locked up and lined up. And then I saw the Mafel. So that's the only job I used the Makita, and then I sold it to. <laughs> Oh, PJ in Florida. I can't remember his last name. Um, and bought the Mafel mortiser, and you know, not looked back. It's you. You got to get the right tool. Yeah, sure, sure. When so, you're when you're dealing, yeah. you know, with big things like that, the thing that you know, you you notice very quickly where the inefficiencies are. Oh, it, it, because yeah, it's it's immediate. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's funny you said the big things like that. I often. One of the people I work with um, a lot is my dad. He, he doesn't live here, but he's retired. Well, he's actually an appraiser for farms. So his schedule is such that if I need him, I'll just call him up and he's here, you know, within eight hours. That's cool. 
and he always leaves he kind of shakes his head and he says every time i I come here everything you do is big and heavy and i'm tired (laughs) i'm sore (laughs) (laughs) but he always always comes and helps so it's that's one of those things the woodworking side of things you know the medicine i can't really i can talk about it but i can't really share it with with my kids or family but Mm -hmm. the woodworking side i can involve them um Mm -hmm. And my second oldest son actually works with me full time on the wood side. And it's it's awesome to kind of see where where he's he's starting to see things how I see them. Mm-hmm. And like this this big table we were just working on, you know, I get I get FaceTime calls all oh, two, three times a day. Dad, check this out. And he'll show me. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And so he's seeing and feeling, you know, that satisfaction of when when you're doing that kind of work and you see, you know, the results of wow, look at the look at how beautiful this is. And so it's mm-hmm. it's you know, it, it's worth putting the time in when you can see someone else catching that vision and enjoying, you know, the same the same things that I enjoy. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, and I guess at some point you got like three generations working on something. So uh, we we do. <laughs> yeah, that that's got to be fantastic. Uh, it's a riot. Yeah. Wow. So my, yeah. The, my second son, his name's Zach, that works with us. So we timber framed a, a base for a pizza oven, and you know I've been working with my dad. Uh, you know I started when I was oh I don't know seven or eight driving tractor. And working with him enough, I, there's oftentimes communication that's not words, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know what he's going to be doing. He knows what I'm doing. We're always two steps ahead of you know where we're going to be next. And Zach, he's 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 now in that same you know that same pool with us. So as the three of us, hey, we can we can get some stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of sawdust and. And things yeah. are moving, you know. Oh, I could imagine. Heck yeah. But um, but anyway, tell us. So you, you're you're doing the the timber frame projects. You have um, you're doing some you know custom um, tables and and things of that nature. And you mentioned like this last table, you actually do your own um, metal fabrication too, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. What don't you do? <laughs> that might be a better question. But tell us a little bit about the metal fabrication, because uh, so um, I mean, are we talking full-on blacksmithing, or what? What are we talking about? Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so it started. Um, oh, I don't know how many years ago. Um, it all started with a, with a rivet, like mm-hmm. you know, like a real rivet. And yes. I, was, I was fascinated and, you know, read about all like the Titanic and, and this and that and rivets. And so I actually went up to Seattle and spent three or four days with a, with a gentleman up there and, and, you know, did some rivets. Um, and I was adamant that I was not going to be a bladesmith, right? I was like, mm-hmm. not, I'm not interested in knives. Well, that's come full circle. That that's another whole story. 
<laughs> but that's not quite on your website yet. Custom. Oh, it, it, okay. oh, it's coming. I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've built the most fantastic kitchen knife. Um, there's a, there's a guy that lives a couple hours away. His name's Devin Thomas. He's kind of the godfather of um, Damascus. Mm-hmm. He went, um, he went on a mission to Japan when he was a young man. Um, we're both members of the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and around the age 19, we go on a proselyting mission. Right. It just so happens we both went to Japan. Oh, but wow. he went there because he loved everything knives. I mean, that's not the reason he went to Japan, but there he was just, it was it was knives and, you know, right. the Japanese Damascus and, and that. Well, I, I come along, you know, 30 years later and kind of hear about Devin Thomas, I'm like, I need to make a knife. <laughs> so <laughs> I call him up and I said, I, I want to come build a knife. And so that kind of started my evolution with, with Damascus and, and bladesmithing. But on the furniture side, that's why I got into metal was so I could, um, so I didn't have any limitations mm-hmm. on on bases, right? I mean, y- you can do one of two things. You either do wood or you can do metal. And metal, you can either buy something that's, you know, precast or find the you know, rob, rob an old machine that's you can take mm-hmm. the base off of or create one yourself. And then my thought is, well, let's just let's just forge some metal. Um, so I bought a power hammer. Um, As Andrew, one Alexander, <laughs> Andrew Alexander, he's a uh, blacksmith tools out of out of Texas down there. He's probably close to you, Kyle. Okay. But I was after him for a couple of years to get um, a power hammer there, a little giant power hammer. And, you know, he, I said, I want a 250. And he's like, nah, nah that's too big for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he's going to try to get me a 25 or a 50 pound hammer. And then yeah. just it came around and a 250 pounder came up and I'm like, sold, you know, send it up here. And there's little giant. They made, um, Oh, I can't remember the numbers right off the top of my head, but there's there's only a few hundred of these made, the 250-pounders. Half were solid body and half were hollow body. Um, so that brings the number down even more. And most of them, you know, broken and lost, retired, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was able to acquire a 250-pounder. And I pretty much shake the entire block when I, <laughs> started, I started smashing metal with this thing. <laughs> Car alarms going off, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. My, I bother my neighbors anyway, but yeah, think, yeah. but they all have pergolas thing. now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've got. I just finished up a uh, oh about an eight foot acacia table, and we hand forged the entire base, and they're kind of opposing. Um, C, you know, like the letter C, mm-hmm. but they're they're tapered on both directions, and then in the middle they're held together with a, a rivet with a, a Betsy Star, Betsy Ross star hmm. that's pressed into the rivet. So just really? just super cool stuff. That is cool. Yeah. And and looking, it's actually kind of cool. It looks like are they still in business? Like you can still get parts for so or, well some parts yeah, for those things. Yeah. The there's a guy, a gentleman that purchased you know all of the new old stock and you can actually call him up and research your your hammer so i have two hammers i have a 
I have a 50 pounder than the 250 pounder. My 250 pounder was, I think, 1964. And then my other one, oh, I'd have to look, but it's, I think it's late 1800s or early 1900s. So it's quite a bit older. I don't, I don't have that one up and running yet, but that's, it's a project for this next winter. Wow. That's cool. That is really cool. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, I, judging by what you've said about your place out in the backyard, you have relatively decent sized yards, but are you still in a suburban area? ish you know so you know and that the, the slam of one of those those things coming down yeah i can't imagine not just your neighbors but your neighbors, yeah, they, they, neighbors. they haven't figured out what it is but it's it's it's, it's trimmers I, I did that today like i i was on a run and i just heard this uh, it was obviously a saw but from the sound of it i couldn't tell if he was just abusing a saw in wood or if he was actually like grinding metal maybe it was it was a, some uh-huh. noise and I passed, I couldn't yeah. see what he, it was in the garage and it wasn't, I didn't see sparks, but it was like, that's something. What? <laughs> you know, just, just wonder. But the, the clanging of, of a 250 pound hammer, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. something. Oh yeah. Um, I also, I had, uh, coal iron works, um, had them fabricate a custom press for me. And that's, that's where I do the rivets is on that. And so they have different dies and you know, stuff that I've purchased over the years to make really cool things. I get, I got one of my buddies involved in it and you know, he's on knife like number 20 now and he'll come over and, you know, forge weld some billets up and create Damascus. And yeah, it's just the, the endless possibilities of this stuff is, it's just amazing. I've, I've heard it's one hell of a deep rabbit hole. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's kind of how I know Kyle too. That's one of my other rabbit holes I went down. It was, uh, you know, I, I had a thought one day I need to build a Windsor chair. Uh huh. <laughs> so I went back and spent a week with uh, George Sawyer um, uh-huh. in his shop. I mean, just, what a fantastic place, and you know, what a great guy to learn from. Uh, do you guys know his his story at all? I do not. So George um, is. Yeah. yeah George, Go ahead. Kyle, you probably do. Um, mm-hmm. A little George's, bit, but you probably know it better than I do. Well, his father, um, I can't remember. He was, I think he was, I can't remember which kind of engineer he was, but yeah, you know, he was he, like he MIT started, or something like that. Yeah. 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 Went from that um, to actually kind of recreating the Windsor chair, like bringing that, the traditional Windsor chair building. And most everybody that's building Windsor chairs today has learned from George's father. Yeah. And so he's kind of one of those really influential people. Um, just oh, this yeah. last month well, we, or so, I got a picture from from George of one of his dad's original, you know, plans or, or drawings of a plan for the Windsor chair. So it's just super cool. Oh that's, yeah. Yeah, we had um we had Curtis Buchanan on, and he was talking about he got with uh with uh a sawyer and uh he gave yeah. him uh he gave him all these plans but they were on like eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper <laughs> <laughs> he had to like expand them and you know all this kind yep. of stuff but yeah yeah but he's just like he gave him some goes uh, curtis these ought to be good for you here you go <laughs> uh, that's awesome yeah uh, good Good. So, so, so you got got the Windsor, the Windsor uh, chair bucks. So how many Windsors have you made? <laughs> just, just my one I made with George. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I get my my 
biggest obstacle is time, right? Yes, I can imagine. And, you know, you, it's, it's just one of those things where when I get an order for them, I'll be able to do it, right? Mm. And, you know, so that, that's where I'm at. I'm just now, I have, I have two different shops. I have a smaller shop on the other side of my yard that uh, I call it my bike shop. I, all my bicycles are in there. But that's kind of where my my Windsor's chair to every all my tools for that are over there. And so over this again, over this next you know, next winter I'll get all that set up and up and running over there. So mm-hmm. well, cool. Yeah. Well well so um so as busy as you are, are there any other projects that you build for your family or for yourself or just to have some fun? <laughs> <laughs> every, every now and then I, I i get in trouble with my wife and everything else <laughs> stops until i get you know i get hers done <laughs> i got i got the got it laid out for me a couple years ago i was like i'm going to have my dining room table by thanksgiving <laughs> so <laughs> all work ceased until i got her table done yeah <laughs> that wasn't a request that was i will have yeah, you know, it was. I wasn't having Thanksgiving dinner unless that table was done. <laughs> so we got her done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine yeah. so. Yes. Yes. And and yeah, it's finished in uh, in lacquer for a reason because it dries fast, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a, my my table's an oil finish. <laughs> I got. I got. You know, I'll have. You know, a half dozen boys sit next to me, and three of them are stabbing it with the, their forks. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I had imagine. to have a finish that I can rub out and keep it looking nice. So it's it's an oil finish. Oh well, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially especially with the, I mean, how? Okay, so 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 you have thirteen children. So how yep. big is this table? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's a nine footer, but it's it's extra wide, so we can put two adults on each end, and then have a pecan bench on one where we can oh, we can put six six or eight littles on that side, and then you know the bigger yeah. kids on the other side, so we get everybody around. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I like the benches. Yeah, that's not something you want to build uh, Windsor chairs for. That's for sure. Nope. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh wow. That that is that is so interesting. Well, tell us a little bit about your shop. Um, so you have more than one, I, I take it. Well, it's you know I'm, I'm at the point where I actually need some commercial space. Oh. Okay. Um, but the the real estate market here is just insane. Oh yeah, um, it's everywhere. Yeah. It is everywhere. We've we've got a lot of California coming. You know, to this area, so it's even yeah. So do we, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Um. Anyways, my uh, I, I call it my rig. My RV sits on the sits on the driveway, and my shop is the RV garage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then oh, I have another oh thousand foot square foot shop that's you know on the other side of the yard. That's like I I call it my bike shop. So I work I work out of both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, cool. It's it's the benefit of having the shop here at the house is because of my chaotic schedule. You know, I'm I'm either at the hospital or doing this or doing that. I can actually walk out to the shop and work for 20 minutes, come back in. Whereas if I'm 
across town. I either don't get there or, you know, I'm gone for X X number of hours. And then that kind of limits what I can do here with the kids. So it actually is really beneficial having my shops here. Oh yeah. Makes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, with all that said, um, is there anything that's, you know, we always leave, hey, is there anything you'd like to promote? What's next? What's coming up? Now, you mentioned the knives, but is there anything else? You seem like a man of a million talents. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just figure I, uh, I, I can figure it out. I can figure that out. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's my attitude, and it's, it's served me well over my life. Yeah. Um, I have a, one of the high-end knife makers, uh, Chad Nell is his name. He just lives up the street from me as well. But he does, um, you know, everyday carry knives, little flipper knives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just I have one of those over the next couple of months. We'll have some of those coming out. Um, the blades, I'll forge, forge those, make some Damascus and, you know, have Damascus blades on those. And then... Kind of what got me, gets me excited about knives is I can put whatever I want on the handle, right? The scales. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I've been collecting pieces of wood, you know, that have historical meaning. Um, I've got some of the live oak timbers up from the Boston shipyard. You know, I'll, I'll set those in some resin and those will be a scale that has, you know, historical meaning to our country. Right. Uh, and then some of the redwoods from, you know, Northern California, some of that, like that table that I, we're just finishing up for the tech company, just if you count the rings across that tabletop, you're at a thousand years of growth, right? Wow. So, you know, that tree is well over a thousand years. Well, you put some of that on a knife. Now you're, you know, how much more American can you get? Yeah. Right. But, you know, a piece of old growth redwood that's, well over a thousand years old and it's it's curly redwood and then some damascus for the blade i mean to me that's just yeah that's cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's that's kind of the direction i'm heading it's it's all it's always incorporating something wood that's you know significant that has meaning that that just really does it for me yeah no that's exactly right yeah that will definitely be a uh, a keepsake and a should be a great seller too. Oh, I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. 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 Well, fantastic. Well, let's move on to our uh, fortnightly beer choices. Yeah. So, anyway, I am drinking of all things from um, a local brewery called Buffalo Bayou, which is a bayou that flows through the Houston area. And it's called the Dreamsicle. Oh, orange? Orange and vanilla. Wow, that is and something yeah, I'd be more likely to drink. <laughs> I, well, I saw that and I went, I went. this is something that uh, Sean would pick up. So I might as well pick it up too. But it is, it is very good. It is actually very good. Um, I, was, I was impressed. It does taste a little bit like a Dreamsicle. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So anyway, so check it out. Um, it's not bad. Not bad. Um, so anyway, so Sean, what are you drinking? So I've, uh, as I mentioned, had a graduation party and um, I'm working through the cooler of Coors Light. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> little, a uh, little leftover from the old get together. Well, good, good. 
Good. Roger, do you have anything to recommend? Doesn't have to be alcoholic. Oh, I'm <laughs> I, I sweat a lot out here, so I'm usually uh some water with some electrolytes in it, and that's about it. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's gotcha, good. gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of the hydrant stuff. Mm. Not it's not too bad. It's not too bad. So with that said, Roger, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Um, uh, most of my projects, um, you know, I'll put them on Instagram. Um, again, it's just under East Walk River Wood Company. Um, the webpage is, uh, EWR Wood Co. So either of those places, uh, but Instagram is probably the most where you can find a lot of the pictures of the projects. Cool. Yeah, it's a good follow. He has a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, you know, everything, you don't know what you're going to see there. Something timber frame, uh, cutting board. I mean, the, and then, you know, all these massive tables <laughs> with all this stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, kind of interesting. I'm sure the knives are going to start showing up there too. <laughs> uh, they will. Absolutely. They will. <laughs> And your website, ewrwoodco.com, that's where yeah. those knives will yep. be sold, I'm assuming? Yep. Wonderful. Fantastic. So, well, with that, um, you can find me, of course, at barton.kyle on Instagram or Kyle Barton on YouTube. Sean, what about yourself? Uh, I am Sean W 78 on most social medias, uh, and uh, that'll lead us right into our review uh, from from – the forums from the podcast catchers from whatever yes. they are. So, so uh, a user Cole Colro, I won't go spelling that uh, on on Apple Podcasts said, "Great podcast, informative guests. Only drawback is you end up finding out about too many tools and buying them." <laughs> I'm not sure that's a bad thing, uh, Roger. It sounds like that's right up your alley. I'm I'm I'm, I'm so totally in that. Every yeah. project deserves a new tool. Absolutely. And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.